Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of all the news, discussion, and insights you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast is brought to you by Asterian Products, a top-selling company on Amazon, designing great products for VR and AR, including their Asterian Aura VR headset stand. I'm Jay Rat, a VR YouTuber and streamer. And I'm Nat Brat, a VR lover who is also obsessed with Pokemon Arceus. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that's right. Our <laughs> podcast is here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We answer questions from our communities, followed by some of the latest, greatest VR news, and then we discuss the games we've been playing recently. If you haven't seen our YouTube channel, we're sitting here face-to-face. -face. Come hang out on YouTube where you can talk to us through the comments and our occasional live streams. we got some questions, Nat. You ready for some questions? I'm ready. So Starsight asks, what is your favorite streaming site like Netflix or Viaplay? but excluding YouTube. So this is not VR specific necessarily. So what, what are some of the ones you like, Nat? Um, like streaming, like just streaming shows. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't sound very VR related. <laughs> I guess you can watch them on in VR, but yep. in your VR headset, you can put yeah, them on. I don't do that too much. I, yeah. I usually do Netflix, Hulu, Plus all the other ones. I guess Netflix and Hulu are my top two. Some on Amazon lately, but then you have to get like the Showtime add-on to get the the new Dexter season or like Yellow Jackets was on there. And then you have to have HBO Max to see the new movies are out in theaters. It's turning into cable all over again. You just have to have every single streaming thing if you want to keep up on everything. It's annoying. It's true. <laughs> I do like uh, one I did want to mention is Within, which is a VR specific Oh, one. that's right. But that's where, like, we watched the dinner party one about, mm -hmm. like, the abduction and stuff like that. So there is some cool stuff. You can actually get full VR content, but you can't really stream it unless you have really fast internet. You should download it and then watch it because it's way higher quality. <laughs> Starset, hopefully that answered your question. Nat, what do we have next for questions? So we have another question from Shafedog247. <laughs> for one of your upcoming episodes... How about do a segment on what you think is the most overrated VR game or experience? Mine is Beat Saber. How dare you, <laughs> Shave Dog? How dare you? Uh, do you want to answer the question first? Uh, well, this will probably rub Shave Dog the wrong way because I know he follows the Play PSVR guys pretty closely. Mine is definitely Res Infinite. I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's a bad game, but for the first two years of the PSVR's life, I swear, that game showed up on every top 10 list, every top 5 list. Everybody raved about Res Infinite, and I got in and tried it. I didn't get it. It it was it was all right. The music was good, but it was not like a revolutionary VR game to me. Batman Arkham Asylum was way better, in my opinion, than Res oh, yeah. Infinite. What, is Res there a Infinite game that you think? Just like, you're just swimming around. Like, what? It's barely a game. <laughs> it's all about the music, Alex tries to say. He's full of crap. Then just listen to music. <laughs> Can you think of another game that's overrated? Um. Oh, I guess Tetris Effect, I don't think, is one that people think is super cool. Uh, it shows up on some of those top lists, too. What is with that? Yeah. Tetris, yeah. come on, just play it on your phone or something. Tetris is a great game in and of itself, but VR didn't add much to it in Tetris Effect, no. I didn't think. If you could be the blocks, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> That's like not. that game Boxed In, which was kind of fun. 
Uh, well, Shave Dog, I'm excited to hear your response to what we thought. Uh, we had one more question from Block, who said, for those of you who use the Quest 2 often, what is your setup in terms of straps, grips, stands, or any other quality of life products for the headset? And we have way too many strapped to our Quest right now. We got the Bobo VR M2 Pro head strap. It's got the removable battery on it. We've got a set of off-ear index-style speakers. We got uh, the Bobo VR facial interface has the fan on it that helps keep the lenses from fogging. The Kiwi Pro grips that extend your grips, make them thicker, bigger in your hands. Out of all those, Nat, what would you say is absolutely the essential or the first thing someone should get? Oof. I think the the Bobo head strap with the Bobo Pro with the battery pack. I don't, is that what it's called? Pro, whatever. Uh, that I think is the first thing I would say, because especially if you're going to play Demio, you need a little extra play time and you can hot swap those batteries, which is really nice because we played with different headsets with different, um, straps going on that don't have the Bobo and you have to like find some external battery or something like that. And it's a pain. So it's really nice to have the Bobo and just go bloop, bloop and switch out the batteries. Uh, so, and it's really comfortable too. So I would say that would be my first essential thing yeah. for people. That one's, that one's a necessity. Practice. The others are quality of life more so. <laughs> yes. But we'll actually talk about Demio a little bit in the news section tonight. But before we get into the news, we got to tell you about our sponsor, of course, Assyrian Products. They treat us great and we love their products. I have a couple of their stands sitting around my desk right now. Uh, if you haven't seen them, check them out on Amazon. A Styrian or a VR headset stand is their top selling product. And if you want to get a code, if you want to get it, you can use code FULLDIVE10 on Amazon for another 10% off your total purchase. So it's been a little while since we've had the podcast. There's been a lot going on, uh, but we haven't had a chance to talk about PSVR 2 yet, which we finally got some confirmed details from Sony. The PSVR 2 is coming. We don't know when, but it's coming. And they're saying it's going to have basically 4K resolution. It's going to be 2000 by 2040 per eye. We've seen the controllers. They're now called the Sense controllers, kind of like the Dual Sense, but just the Sense controllers. We're going to have OLED screens like the PSVR has always had, which means those nice deep blacks, a lot more immersive. Uh, Nat, how excited are you about PSVR 2? I am extremely excited. I'm glad that there's finally a little bit of information for us because I've been super hyped for PSVR 2 for, I don't know, ever since they said there was going to be one. And I also think it's hilarious that they were like, oh, no one will know what it's called. And everyone's just been calling it the PSVR 2. And then they're like, guess what everybody's surprised it's called psvr2 and we're like (laughs) yeah yeah um i thought that was pretty hilarious they were you know revealing it like it was some big reveal but i think i'm ah i'm so excited all the specs sound super exciting but you know specs can sound exciting and then you don't really know until you try the product but i'm really excited for the dual sense technology because Ever since we got the PS5 and tried the DualSense controllers, I feel like I play a game that uses DualSense and I think this is made for VR. It's a shame that I'm playing this game and it's not VR because it's just, it adds, I feel like 
it adds the immersion when you're playing a normal game, but it just seems like it would be so much better suited for VR. So I'm super excited about that. Really excited about the fact that the headset is going to have haptics. That is so cool. And Sony's always been really ahead of the game on like the haptics stuff. Wasn't Sony the first one that had the DualShock controller? Am I wrong? They they made the DualShock way back when. I think the N64 Rumble Pack. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that came out first, but that was an addition to the controller back in the day. But I remember all those kind of emerging things were happening. And yeah, I I definitely think if you compare the PS5 controller right now though to like an Xbox controller, it does feel worlds ahead as far mm. as how you feel the vibrations. It's not just vibration anymore, it's yeah. haptics and how you feel the adaptive triggers. I'm super excited about that. There's actually some more news that has come out, although it's not it's not exactly something Sony said, but it's a lot of uh, insiders in the industry. They're saying that the PSVR is actually going to have one of the most one of the best looking screens of any headset out there, mm. which is really interesting. They're saying it's going to have a PPI of 800 pixels per inch in each eye, which it, for people out there, I'm going to have to get a little technical here. It's kind of weird that they're saying that, and yet it's only a 2000 by a 2040 resolution. Because when you take those figures into account and the 110 degree field of view, it seems like it's not going to be that pixel dense. And so this has opened up some odd speculation because they're saying if it's over 800 PPI, this means these must be pretty small screens. So it makes us wonder, are they using different optics than other VR headsets have used so far? Are these smaller screens? Is the whole thing going to come out in a smaller form? factor than what we're used to because if you were to take basically the resolution divided by the field of view for a quest 2 and the psvr 2 right now the figures are pretty close but they're saying that's not the way the screen's actually gonna look they're saying this thing is gonna look almost twice as good as the quest 2 mm -hmm. so i'm not sure how they're doing it and it does make me think maybe these are going to be much smaller screens maybe with some sort of pancake lens hybrid I don't know. That got me excited because I was a little nervous when I heard that resolution. I was like, oh, that's not really ahead of the industry or anything right now. But everyone's saying this thing is going to look amazing and the screens are going to look really good. So that's a little tidbit for you out there. We don't know exactly what it means yet, but that gets me excited, especially with OLED. I feel like finally we'll have a good looking yes. VR headset again. Oh, <laughs> I am so excited for that because I remember, I think, was it the Gear VR that mm -hmm. had OLED screens? Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious because, like, the Gear VR, the crappy old, like, basically, you know, you're using your phone for it, and it seems so old and terrible, but I remember going from that to, like, a real VR headset, and it was like, there's, I feel like there's something missing, like, I don't feel like I'm in a huge room, and, you know, talking through it, it's like, it's that OLED screen, those black blacks really make a big difference. So I'm really excited for that too, because I think that's going to add so much to the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm really excited too, to hear about these interesting things with the PPI and stuff, because Sony has done, I mean, Sony did some amazing things with the first PSVR headset with this crappy old technology from way back in the day and made it somehow comparable to the headsets of the time and even still like you know it's showing its age but it still holds up okay i mean that's pretty amazing for how old that technology was so 
I I feel like it's going to blow people's minds. And I know, Mm -hmm. though, some people are going to hate on it because of, because it's going to have a cord and people just want to be wireless. But I, I feel like I don't care so much about that if I can get a really good experience. Yeah, what for are us your enthusiasts, cord versus for, not cord. For us enthusiasts, I think a cord is okay, but there will be a lot of people in the mass population that won't even consider it because they can get a Quest that's wireless. We've seen that when we've shown people the headsets, and almost no one would ever buy one until we got a Quest, and they're like, "Oh, this is wireless." And then many people have bought the Quest since. So I'm excited because I feel like this is going to give us that high fidelity experience we've been looking for again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just for the listeners out there who are like, "Wait, didn't the PSVR have OLED?" It did. But because of the light diffusion layer, there was a lot of Mira is what it's called. It's kind of this smeary gray that ends up over the screen. A lot of times the games didn't utilize the OLED to its true potential of those dark darks in it. Some games wouldn't. You'd be like, wow, this game's so dark and it looks really good. But for the most part, you kind of have this smeary gray going on. So I'm hoping that this new PSVR 2 is going to give us those fully black blacks that immerse you. And when you're in the dark, you feel like you're in the dark. You don't feel like you're doing the quest too. You feel like you're looking at a gray screen instead of feeling like you're in the dark. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. We just need a release date and some pictures of the headset now and maybe a price. Maybe a price. (laughs) All the big things we're waiting on. We've been waiting for so long. (laughs) Years. (laughs) Well, in more good news, one of the games that we've talked about out there, it was a VR Awards Game of the Year. It's up for SXSW's VR Game of the Year. Sadly, it didn't get anything at the Gaming Awards Game of the Year. It didn't even get nominated. But Demio, the top-down, dungeon-crawler, turn-based, awesome D&D-style game, is getting another feature here soon. They're getting the Heroes Hangout. So basically, when you play Demio... You have to get, you have to choose, create a match or join a match. You either get put in with random people or you put in a code to go to your friends and you end up in the room ready to play the board game with them. There's been no way to meet people and talk to them and then decide you want to go play a game together. They're adding the Heroes Hangout, which is a social hub. It gives you a place to hang out, kind of walk around. There's even a little uh, arcade, an old arcade machine called the Hauntlet, which seems like it may actually be playable. Uh, Hmm. You can get over and play some 2D top-down action. Uh, There is a video on Upload VR you can watch, but it has like one second of the lobby. You can barely (laughs) even see it. But this is going to launch alongside the flat screen version of Demio that's launching on PC in April. Uh, And then, of course, two two other adventures are supposed to come this year. What do you think, Nat? Well, I... I'm not too much for VR social stuff, even <laughs> with uh, like rec room. I usually like to just hang out with people I know. I don't mm-hmm. know what is with that, but I'm like, oh, people scary. The so, VR social anxiety. Yeah, seriously, which is <laughs> hilarious because usually most people have the opposite. They're like people in real life, ah, but people in VR, whatever. But I don't know. <laughs> I think something about not being able to actually see them. I'm like, I don't know how they're actually reacting. Me, ah. So, I don't know that I would use this new Hangout thing much, but it sounds like a cool feature. Um, Kind of a nice way to get to know people if you're playing with random people. Again, I probably also wouldn't want to play with random people, although we've accidentally had that happen a couple times where just random people pop in somehow. But I think I think that's a great addition. I think people 
that enjoy that would like that. I think it's going to be nice, even if only for the reason for me of when I'm meeting up with friends, the time I have to wait for them, I get so bored. Mm. Like being in the room, I'm like, okay, what do I do? Waiting in this room, the game board's there and I can't play it yet. So at least now we can meet in a social area and I can go play the arcade game, something to keep me entertained. You can look around the cool basement. I've done that so many times now. I've seen everything <laughs> in the basement. I could practically tell you what every poster says in it. I think it's, it's I've, the, the basement's cool. <laughs> yep, but I've seen it too many times. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be fun. I, I always worry anytime they add these things, how are they going to do it? Because there's like that game we played recently called After the Fall. Uh, the zombie shooter game and their social hub. You can't hear people. You just walk um, around, you see all these people running around, but it's like, you can't hear them. So kind of what is the point? So I, I yeah. doubt Demio will do it quite like that. Oh, but... I bet Demio will do it great because Demio is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Demio is awesome. If you're out there and you haven't checked out Demio yet, uh, it is $30 unless you can get it on sale. It sometimes ends up in bundles on the Oculus store, but it is awesome. I've never been into dungeon crawler board game type games ever and this one has gotten me into it and i and then people try and tell me oh well you'll probably like this and you'll probably like this one no i haven't found a single one i like besides <laughs> demio demio is something special and i haven't liked any of those other games yet so i highly recommend you go check out demio <laughs> uh we got we got a game at least that we played at we already talked about After the Fall on the podcast, so I don't think we need to get into that, even though that Nat and I did try it recently. But before we get too far into games, we got to tell you one more time about Asterion products. They make high-quality, minimalist VR headset stands with RGB lighting. If you're watching the video, you can see I got one here customized with the JBrat logo on it. They're gorgeous, and if you want to go over to their website, asterionproducts.com, use the code FULLDIVE, one word, anything $19.99 or more, you're going to get another $5 off that order. Check out their VR mats. Check out their Asterian Vertex headset stand where I put my Krakens when they're not on my head. They got a lot of great stuff to look at. So cool. Nat, I'm going to let you kind of go first here. We tried Wanderer this week. So for those people out there who haven't even heard of this, it's $40 right now on Steam. It's... Eh, it's really, uh, it's honestly a puzzle game. Like there is layers to it. There's a lot of plot going on, but it is a puzzle game with a time travel element where you're moving through different parts of time, looking for the pieces you need to solve the puzzles in different time and change the course of history. Nat, what do you think of Wanderer so far? So I did not play a ton of it. I <laughs> went into it um, and then got tired and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I only played like 30, 45 minutes of it. Um, it is a little bit of a slow moving game because mm -hmm. the 30, 45 minutes of it was not too far into it at all. But I thought it was intriguing, pretty cool. Um, I was confused at first because at the beginning, you're in like this uh, science-y area <laughs> with like yep. Bunsen burners and stuff. And yep. then there's like nikola tesla stuff and then um i was just, maybe that's why it was slow moving for me because i was like hmm this is the whole game right here so i'm like looking around like trying to figure out what i need to do to go you know move on with the game so mm -hmm. i probably spent a little too much time looking around the room um one thing i was not excited about because i thought that was gonna 
be in the entire game was that at the beginning you have to teleport and I was super annoyed. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why is teleporting still a thing? Uh, <laughs> but once you actually get into the game and go through the first door that I probably should have gone to in the first five minutes instead of after like 20 minutes, um, then it gives you the option to be able to move with the stick instead of teleporting, which was really nice. Um, it kind of reminded me of the beginning uh, of Half-Life Alex, not as cool as Half-Life Alex, but just kind of that, you know, adventure kind of feel. Um, so I enjoyed that. And there's a thing at the beginning where you, like, throw stuff at some alligators, which I liked. <laughs> like, ha <laughs> Also, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just have a hard time when I'm not told exactly what to do, I guess, because there's a part where you use, like, a flare gun, and it took me a really long time to figure out, like, how do you do this? I put the thing in, and then it's not working, and then the person is yelling at me. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I had to, like, push it down. I'm like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't play a lot of this style VR game, you may have a little bit of a hard time like I did. Might take you a little longer. But you you went a lot further in the game, so you got more into the story of the game. Yeah, I played, I want to say it's probably been four to five hours so far. The game gives you about eight to ten hours for $40, so not a bad price per hour. Uh, the game takes about an hour to get you into the actual game. Like there's, there's gameplay, but the game loop, you know, what you're going to be doing throughout the game really doesn't start for about an hour, but so I didn't even what it really does, get into the game. <laughs> yeah. You didn't quite reach the part that actually, you know, you get, you get this watch that then unlocks more of your abilities and things. I won't spoil anything really here, but it, it takes about an hour to get into that. So you got to get through all these beginning parts that are kind of an intro to the game. You can go into settings before the game starts and choose the settings you want, it seems like. Uh, although, unless it, if it didn't give you that menu, maybe. I have played after. But anyways, so I started off with the correct locomotion, the correct all that. And mm. you can tell this game is fully designed for VR. Everything you're doing is VR. But there still is a little bit of jankiness. It... There are times where your hands get stuck in things. When oh, yeah. I was first moving around and trying to like turn, it seemed like the world kept kind of trying to turn against me a little bit. When mm. I would turn one direction, my hands would like move me again and turn me back. And there was things about that because I kept seeing other people online on Reddit comparing it to Half-Life Alex and saying it's really good. It's really good. Don't go in expecting this is Half-Life Alex. Oh, no, this no, is, no. This no, is no, nowhere no. near that level of polish. <laughs> uh, it it kind of reminds you of it, maybe, maybe reminiscent, but it's I, no, it's not, it's not as good. Yeah, Sorry, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks good. You know, it uses this art style that doesn't need to be super realistic graphics, but because of that, you walk into it and it's kind of this Last of Us, you know, post-apocalyptic world you're moving through. The city's all flooded. There's things growing over. But the thing about it that does something that VR games have, I don't know if I've, they've gotten away from it or they just haven't thought about it in a long time. It makes you do all kinds of random tasks that reminds you why VR can be really cool. Mm -hmm. Like there's this part in the beginning where you need to put your eye in front of a sensor and games do that, but there's vines hanging in front of it. So you have to reach up and rip these vines down, pull them out of the way and clear the sensor. 
there's parts where you have to, you know, get a saw and saw something. There's parts where you put a crowbar in something and break something. There's all, it's almost like a job simulator, but like <laughs> you know, a whole game. Yeah. It, it kind of actually did remind me of that at the beginning. Now that you say that, because especially when I was in that room for way too long, mm-hmm. I was like, what is this job simulator? Cause there's like plates around that you like put in the sink and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> One thing though that I that did bug me a little bit that was that made me think of Half-Life Alex and how it's not as good is that mm-hmm. though it does have cool stuff that you do and cool stuff that you interact with, you cannot interact with everything. Mm-hmm. So there's like some things you'll see and be like, "Ooh, I just want to mess with this. Ooh, I just want to mess with that." And you can't. And so that yeah. was a little I mean, obviously every game can't be Half-Life Alex, but it is a little sad when you're like, "Ooh, I want to throw this on the ground and then you can't touch it. You're like, dang it. I want to be like I got, a kid at the store. Touch everything. As, as I got further <laughs> in the game, I think there's a reason for that. Besides, of course, the development time would take. It is a puzzle game. And so I think as you get more into the game, you start to realize, okay, pretty much everything I can touch or use, maybe there's a purpose for it. And I think it would get a little overwhelming if everything could be touched or used. Because it got to the point in certain puzzles where I would walk around my the room with my hands scanning over objects, trying to see, okay, what can I grab so that I can figure out what to use on this next puzzle? And so I think there might be, that might've been a little targeted there because it gets intense. You know, you'll start out and think all these puzzles are pretty straightforward. They're pretty easy. But the problem is you're having to think through all these different timelines that you're working with. Okay, Mm -hmm. I have this random object in this timeline. What timeline can I go back to and utilize that object somewhere else? And it gets pretty wild. If you like puzzle games, if you like escape room games, you're going to like this game. If you don't, you're not going to enjoy this game. Don't get this game <laughs> thinking that the, the plot line is really cool, but don't get this game thinking, yeah. oh, I'm going to love the plot line enough to get me through the puzzles. No, if you don't like puzzles, you're going to get too frustrated. You're going to quit playing the game. Uh, that being said, I'm really enjoying the game. I was really compelled to finish it today, but I kind of got to a, a tricky spot with the puzzle and I had other stuff I needed to be doing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to leave it here. But I see myself actually finishing this game and not a lot of games compel me to finish them. So that gives me higher marks. Mm. Nat, you you get a little bit of motion sickness. What did you think about this game in terms of motion sickness? I actually was surprised. I don't know if maybe I've overcome my VR motion sickness because I didn't feel like I had any at all. So I don't know if that's the game or if that's, again, maybe I've just gotten past that. But yeah, I was, <laughs> you know, moving all around and... um you know, not using the comfort settings and I was totally fine. So not saying it'll be fine for everyone, but it actually worked well for me. And it does have the comfort settings. So keep that in mind. You can play with teleport. You can play with snap turns. You can move through the world in the way that does that. There was one thing too I wanted to say about the controls. I actually Mm -hmm. really liked the control for jumping because That's one thing that I actually liked better than Half-Life Alex was in Half-Life Alex, you had to like do this weird thing, almost like when teleporting in other games where you had to like highlight a certain area with like yellow shoes or something. Mm -hmm. And you had to get it just right to, in order to jump from a place to another place. And it was like, ah, sometimes got really frustrating, but for this, it worked really well. It's like, okay, you get to this little highlighted area and it just kind of 
within a certain range. You don't even have to be right on it or anything. And you just press A, I think it was. And then, boom, you've jumped. And so that was really nice. I liked that control on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The, the jumping, although this is something where do be cautious or maybe wait for an update. There is times where the game will break a little bit on you. I was supposed to jump in this one part and I tried to jump and I got stuck on the boat and as, and the boat drove away and I got to watch where the boat went after it left the map, which was kind of cool. Ooh. <laughs> I, got, I got to, I got to do some barrier breaking. I think they call it. That's uh, fun. And, and there's other things like I dropped an object and it fell through part of the floor and I needed it to further the plot. And I ended up having to reload the chapter select, not my save, the chapter oh. select. So it reset some things to get it working again. Oh, this happened. No. This has happened twice to me now, which is frustrating when you've, you know, you, you've set your area up. But if you are a puzzle fan or you are a history buff actually it's gonna be kind of a weird thing to say but because of the time travel you get to see these events that have happened in our history but you're seeing them through this lens of like okay what went wrong why did this not happen the way it should have and then you get to try to go back and see if you can change that and stuff so there is a really cool element with the time travel and I, I'll leave it there because if you're interested, I would say go check it out because I think you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised. Currently, this is on Steam. You can't get this on Quest only yet, or I don't know if you will be able to, but it is on Steam. And of course, Steam does have that two hour return policy. So I would recommend trying this out. And then if if you know you get an hour and you're like, I hate this, it's not working, it's not for me, you can always return it. You have that little bit of safety there. But I think if you're a history buff or a puzzle buff, you won't return. I think you'll want to play it through and see what happens. And make sure if you're if you're trying it out, you go enough into it that you see the actual game start because yeah. it sounds like I really did not. I was just like, oh, cool. There's a person and she's telling me to go over here. So I'm going to go over here now. And now I'm tired and hungry. <laughs> yeah, really, you have to get to your apartment, and that's really where the game starts. And I think it seriously is at least 45 minutes before. Maybe maybe it's not that long. I don't know. Maybe something held me up. But it did seem like it was quite a while before I got there. I uh, seriously wonder really if maybe I got lost and didn't make it to the apartment because <laughs> I went the wrong way or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, what would you say? You didn't play that much. Do you think people should play this game? I think they should play it. Uh, I think they should probably go with your recommendation more than mine since I didn't get super into it. And <laughs> did you say it's forty dollars? It is forty dollars. That like is that's for a good chunk of money. Eight to eight for, to ten hours for VR games, not for normal yeah. flat games because they're yep. much more expensive typically. Yeah, like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I mean, what I saw of it was pretty cool. I actually liked the little beginning in the little Tesla area. And there was like Nikola Tesla, not Tesla. Mm -hmm. um, well, and who knows? Like... You might get to meet him later in the game. Maybe. <gasps> cool. We watched a documentary about Nikola Tesla one time. It was super cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, well, hey, if you're out there and you're like, oh, I want to I want to ask some more questions. I want to know more about this game before I get involved. Come join our Discord server. We've got a Q&A section there that influences the podcast every week, or you can reach out directly to the hosts. I'm on there all the time answering questions or getting trouble from the Play PSVR podcast guys <laughs> who are on there. 
Uh, but you can su- provide suggestions for what we're going to play next, help influence the podcast. If you want to go a step further, you can go on the Patreon. Uh, I want to thank our current patrons who are supporting this podcast. It's actually fully covering the operating costs of it right now. So thank you. And if you're out there listening, come check us out on YouTube where you can see us. If you're already watching us on YouTube, but you can't get enough, you're like, I need I need it at other times where I can't watch a video. Check us out Spotify, iTunes, Ghana, Overcast. We're on like every single audio platform that I know of. And if we're not on one, tell us and we'll figure out how to get on there. But I want to say thank you so much for coming out. And when it comes to VR, what do they have to do? Dive on in. Dive on in. I'm like, I have to think for a second. It's been a bit. (laughs) It has been a bit. Well, we're back now and we'll see you in the next episode.